I'm not one to go crazy over highly edited highlight videos. I mean, they're highly edited highlight videos. But if you have to watch one highly edited highlight video today, go check out the Orlando Magic's Twitter account. And then come right back here. So we're going to talk about it. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 25th, 2019. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Coming at you a little bit later on this Wednesday. So whether you're listening to it Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning, I hope this podcast finds you well because we have some breaking news to talk about here. So I wanted to make sure I got this out as soon as I could. The Orlando Magic have officially cleared Markel Fultz for training camp. He will be a full participant in training camp this coming week. He uh, was at a uh, voluntary workout that was open to the media and spoke to the media as well. So we'll break down a little bit about what that means and just how we got here. And so every we'll kind of rehash a lot of the things we talked about yesterday when we did our player outlook on Markel Fultz. We'll then kind of scale back a little bit and talk about kind of the magic having to take that next step and and uh, kind of a bigger picture thought of even though the Magic don't have uh, a lot of changes to their roster, this is still a team that has to find growth and find change because nothing is ever stagnant in the NBA. And of course, Markel Fultz will play a huge role in that. Before we get to any of this, though, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast for every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you'd find from a local expert who knows their team best. Like, for instance, I'm doing something crazy today. They're airing all five games of the of the Magic series against the Raptors. I'm watching all five. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to give you some of my takeaways on tomorrow's episode. That's the kind of stuff you can expect from uh, a Locked On podcast. So be sure to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. No matter what team it is, NBA, NFL, MLB, or college, you can find a podcast for you, plus our national podcast like Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball. You can find these podcasts wherever you download podcasts today. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So there's... No beating around the bush. I've teased it plenty of times. I've said it straight out. Markel Fultz is clear for training camp. Just let that sink in a little bit. Markel Fultz is clear for training camp. After a long journey that saw him uh, finally diagnosed with thoracic outlet syndrome, a, a, a nerve impingement in the shoulder and ribs that does have some very serious effects on, on the ability to play basketball, much less live your life, Fultz has been going through rehab intense physical therapy uh, since December, uh, since it was first diagnosed and he first left the Philadelphia 76ers. The Magic acquired him, of course, in February as a high upside play. They gave up Jonathan Simmons, a first-round pick that's going to turn into a couple seconds, and a second-round pick for a guy who's the num- who was a former number one overall pick. But throughout the summer, the questions have been risen over Markel Fultz. The Magic didn't go out and get a new point guard. They re-signed Mar- Michael Carter-Williams. They kept DJ Augustin. They didn't chase after some of the big-name point guards that might have been on the market or look for one in the draft. They cleared the way for Fultz and kind of said that they were confident in him. 
But throughout the whole process, throughout every step of everything, the Magic have consistently said the same line, including in interviews over the last couple weeks with Steve Clifford with John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com and Josh Robbins of The Athletic. They've kept to the same line. Marco Fultz is making progress. We're happy with this progress. And there is no timetable for his return. Even any leaks of video, there were no leaks of video or, or any visual, I guess, representation of where he was at. Fultz is undoubtedly an incredible talent. And we'll get to some of that now that we know he's coming back. He's an incredible talent with, and, and, and obviously a, a person of national interest because of just how bizarre and how rare his injury or his ailment was. And I don't know what exactly to call it because thoracic outlet syndrome isn't an injury. It's, it's kind of a condition. I, I, I don't know exactly how to, how to describe it, so I apologize if, if I say anything somewhat insensitive. Um, no one really knew what was going on, and the Magic offered no clues. And so today, on Wednesday, September 25th, the Orlando Magic had a, a sort of open voluntary workout. They had a voluntary workout uh, that they've been having you know, throughout the last couple of weeks that the media were invited to, to, to get some footage and, and, and you know, be there. And, and it appears that it was a kind of a, a, a tactic to officially make this announcement that Fultz is healthy and that he is going to be in training camp for the Orlando Magic. I mentioned that 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 belt, that that uh, highlight video at the top of the show. If you go to the Orlando Magic's Twitter account, they have a very highly edited and and of course like kind of hype video of Marco Fultz doing his offseason work in the Ad- Advent Health practice facility at the Amway Center. The media that were there, including Josh Robbins of the Athletic, John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com, um, Evan Fitzgerald of Fox Thirty Five. Uh, Dante Marcatelli of, of the Magic's radio broadcast, as well as Fox Sports Florida, all took, you know, video of Fultz shooting jumpers. The, the most elusive artifact in the world, it seems like, uh, is Markel Fultz shooting jumpers. And he was making a fair amount of them and, and making them comfortably and looked like he did a little bit at Washington. I would say maybe not as smooth. I thought his jumper was really, really good at Washington. All this to say, the Magic, after being so guarded with Markel Fultz and so guarded with any information about Fultz and about where he was at in his progression and his recovery, they finally opened the doors. They finally let the world see this kid play, this kid do his work. There's no leaked videos that get taken down, none of that. He is finally ready to show what he can do to the world. Jeff Weltman, the Orlando Magic's president of basketball operations, told the media that were assembled at, at, at the practice, practice facility that Fultz is cleared to play. That doesn't mean that they aren't still watching him. I want to make that clear. And, and I'll note too as well, honestly, the most promising thing in that workout melt video that, that the Magic put out it was not him shooting jumpers, because we've seen that, and, and there's plenty of video of him shooting jumpers. It was him playing in a game with DJ Augustine, him bodying up DJ Augustine. Because it's the contact, and it's the it's the, the, the five-on-five stuff that's going to matter. It's ultimately going to determine whether he can actually play or not. 
The idea here with the Magic has always been that Fultz will return when he can return for good. That's always been my sense of things. That the Magic didn't want to just throw Fultz out there and have him have a setback and miss three, four, five weeks. They want him out there. They want him out there for good. And so I imagine in training camp, while he is playing without restriction, if there is the hint of pain, they're going to be very cautious and very quick to settle that down so that he can get back out onto the court quickly. And again, I don't think they would have made this announcement if they, Fultz's team, Fultz's doctors, the Magic training staff, if they didn't feel confident that Fultz could do that night, day in and day out. So obviously, this is really exciting news. Whether you're a Fultz believer or not, and, and I am a Fultz believer, I, I think Fultz is going to you know, be a solid player and, and, and I think that he can do a lot of really good things for this team. Whether you're a Fultz believer or not, it is really good to see this kid back out on the court and comfortable enough to be back out on the court, just as a just on a human level. Forget all the you know baggage that comes with being the number one pick. To see to see a guy work hard, get himself healthy enough to be back on the court is a good thing. Now comes the next part. What are the expectations for him? Fultz told the media, and you can go through all the all the Magic media members to. To, to get the full full glimpse of it, I'm sure a video will be posted posted soon, and of course it'll be on your on your local news uh, here in Orlando at least. Fultz said that during this whole process, he he did pop in some of his video from Washington just to remind himself how good he can be. And part of what he saw there, he said, was a young player, a player that was just out to kill everyone. And then that's certainly how he played at Washington. That's why he was the number one pick. But it sounds like this experience has matured him a lot. He's worked on his body. He says he's up to 210 pounds after playing at 200, and he thinks that he'll be a stronger player. A lean 210, I should say. And he has a different mindset because he knows how special this game is for him. But he also recognized something else in himself that he's played only 33 games, that he's going to make mistakes, that everyone around him understands he's going to make mistakes, and that he is essentially, and he said this, and I know I've said this on previous podcasts when I've talked about Fultz, he is essentially a rookie. And so while there is a ton of excitement, and there should be a ton of excitement, that Fultz is finally back out on the court, that Fultz is finally playing basketball again, playing at a high level. While there is certainly reason for that kind of excitement, temper those expectations a bit. We don't know if Fultz will be top overall pick Marco Fultz because he hasn't played a five-on-five game yet. He hasn't played at an NBA level yet. He's going to go through his ups and downs. There will be moments where he flashes that brilliance and there will be moments that he struggles. And building back up confidence and and building back up the ability to play at this level is going to be key for his future development. What's important now, though, is that Fultz can continue that process, can continue that development, can continue to get better. That was all put on hold. 
when he when he went through thoracic outlet syndrome because the game was as he as he put it taken away from him. And so now the goal is to build him back up. Now the goal is for Markel Fultz to get on the floor and contribute something to the team, even if it's off the bench, even if it's not everything everyone imagined. Being a positive player on the team is the absolute goal right now. Fultz has put in a lot of work to get to this point. And now it's time to see that work rewarded. We have one week to go till training camp. Less than a week to go. Media day is Monday. Training camp opens on Tuesday. And Markel Fultz will be there for the Orlando Magic. Before we move on to, to, to some of that bigger picture, uh, uh, big picture stuff that I was talking about earlier, um, you know, let me, let me tell, you know, I, I am someone that likes to read. I have like 70 tabs open at any one time on my, on my Google Chrome. I, I try to get to as much as I can, whether it's about the magic or whether it's, whether it's news, whether it's sports, whether it's anything. I have, you know, Sports Illustrated's on backlog because I, I want to read everything. And one thing that gets kind of pushed to the side for me is books. I, I don't read as many books as I would like. I'm, I'm reading something on the Supreme Court that is both infuriating and interesting all at the same time. You know, my, my mom gave me the John Adams book, Team Arrivals. You know, I, I like history. I like reading all that stuff. But I, I'm always afraid I'm not going to get to it. it. It's so hard to find the time to sit down to read and learn anymore. When you don't have free time, you can't read or work on personal development. There's an incredible app now that solves this problem, and I highly recommend it, called Blinklist. Blinklist is really unique. It works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. It takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people, like business leaders, are well known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is, and I apologize, I pronounced, mispronounced it earlier, Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes its makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. Eight million people are using Blinkist right now, and it has a massive and growing library from self-help business, health to history, self-help business, health to history books, kind of books that I like to read. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers list, as well as classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read, but never had the time to. Take a listen to some of the most popular books on this list from The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by, by Stephen Covey, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, The Four-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, that sounds nice, Becoming by Michelle Obama, and Start With Why by Simon Sinek. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash LockedOn. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist, spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash LockedOn to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's Blinkist.com slash LockedOn. There remains a lot of talk, 
A lot of quiet optimism. Maybe it's loud at this point. I don't know. A lot of, a lot of optimism that this Orlando Magic team is again ready to defy expectations. I would say that the, the average expectation for the Orlando Magic at this point is simply to be what they were last year. To make the playoffs again. To you know be a pesky team maybe in the first round. I would say that my expectation for this team is again to make the playoffs, compete for home court, but, but maybe fall a little bit short, and to be a tougher out in the first round. I'm 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 a little more moderate in my expectations, but but I think you know I, I try to be realistic. I certainly can see this team though taking that next step, being that team that surprises everyone and gets a four seed, possibly a five seed, and fights really hard for home court advantage and to get out of the first round. This team has that potential. And it's not just about Markel Fultz coming back into the fold. Essentially, though, the Orlando Magic are the same team they were last year. The only new addition to the team is Al Farouk Aminu, a player that, while a really strong defender and, you know, if, if the, the rotation shakes out the way we think, a very high-level backup player, bench player, very, very high-level bench player. I think the Magic's depth is, is one of their strengths. But not a player anyone would say is a, a true impact guy That's that can, just by adding him, makes the team significantly better. I think you can maybe make an argument that adding Markel Fultz to the team for the first time, with what he can potentially do, as well as the return of Mo Bamba in his second year, or second full season with the Magic, they could certainly be players that do change the chemistry and the mix a little bit. In a positive way, with, with Bamba's uh, defensive shot-blocking ability, which he showed at, at points last season, and Fultz's, Fultz's potential as a scorer and driver at the point guard position, certainly one of the areas that the Magic do need to find improvement. But they're both young guys. I'm not ready to push all my chips in or, or place all my bets on them making the big impact that the Magic need. And so we return again to some of the big questions this Magic team faces. We return again to a question mark about this team. If the roster is essentially the same, how have the Magic improved on their weaknesses? How have the Magic gotten better? As I said, I'm re-watching the and Magic's playoff series, and you know, while I think some of what I'm seeing is the Magic just unable to raise their game to that level, to that stage, that they, they peaked to make the playoffs and just didn't have that extra gear that the Raptors found after Game 1 especially. It felt like Game 1, everyone was just kind of feeling each other out, and then the Raptors just kind of locked in in a way the Magic couldn't. The Magic have undeniable weaknesses that those playoffs expose. And they may not expose them much in the regular season. But I think one of the big things the Magic have to ask themselves is, how do we beat the best consistently? I think that was something Nikola Vucevic struggled against Marcus Gasol. I think that was something Aaron Gordon was hesitant to do against Kawhi Leonard, even though he showed lots of flashes. The, the more I've watched this, and I'll, I'll have more thoughts on this playoff series on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Again, expect that kind of mid-morning, uh, early afternoon 
Uh, so you can listen to it Friday Friday morning if, 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 if that's when you listen to these podcasts. I'll have more thoughts on that playoff series and, and the lessons that we can draw from them uh, coming up on tomorrow's podcast. What we're see what what we saw in that playoff series though was a good team, a good regular season team that had to learn a little bit about playoff basketball. And so now the next question becomes Now the next question becomes how does this team get better? It's important to note that no season is ever the same. Progress is very rarely linear. There will be ups and downs. There will be side moves and and sidesteps. And so the question the Magic face now is if the roster is virtually the same, how do they get better? How do they improve? And that's a very difficult question to answer because it does begin to verge into some things that begin to domino. If Nikola Vucevic can't be the guy that leads the team, and, and, and maybe he is, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I think the Magic do need to find a perimeter, perimeter attacker. That means you're shifting the team around a little bit. You're disrupting perhaps a little bit of the chemistry that worked so well last year. I've said it on this podcast, I've said it pretty much everywhere, that I think that this is the year Aaron Gordon has to take that next step. That if the Magic are going to accomplish these goals, it's going to be because Aaron Gordon takes a leap in his game, becomes a more solid and consistent scorer and attacker in a way that he hasn't before. Or that maybe he showed flashes of in 2018, but kind of stepped back from in 2019. There's a balance that Gordon has to find for sure, and I think... He is poised to find that balance. But if Gordon's doing that, that's less offense run through Vucevic. Maybe that's a good thing because the Magic's offense wasn't very good last year. If the goal then, if the goal, if part of the goal is to get Jonathan Isaac more shots, to get Jonathan Isaac more involved in the offense, if part of the goal is to do that, then the next question inevitably becomes. Whose shots is he taking from? Where is he getting those shots from? Is that less shots for Vucevic? Is that less shots for Fournier? If the Magic want to pick up the pace, as they said they they do, what does that do for their defense? Are they going to be going for steals more often, which I don't think is something Steve Clifford wants. They should definitely try and pick up the pace. There's a big reason why they were successful late in the season and, 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 and all that. But it's very clear that no matter how similar your roster is, things inevitably change. While this looks and feels much like the same team as last year, it is a very different team. They should hit the ground running. They shouldn't need to maybe reinf- you know, do anything more than reinforce basic principles in training camp, they should be able to kind of begin peaking and playing well earlier than a lot of other teams because there isn't that sense of, fam- there isn't that sense of getting to know you. There is a familiarity. But 
But also worked last year was everyone understood and played their role exceptionally well. Will that be the case this season? As players try to expand and, and grow their roles and young players grow, such as Jonathan Isaac or Aaron Gordon or Markel Fultz or Mobamba, as they begin to try and grow their games a little bit, whose game takes a step back? Is it on a night-to-night basis? It might very well be. But ultimately, the magic success depends on the team figuring out this shift, for lack of a better word. Figuring out the this shift quickly. And accepting these roles and accepting their part to play in this season. The Magic know exactly what they can accomplish. At a baseline, they know what they did last year is their place to grow from. Falling below that is not acceptable. They have to continue growing and developing and improving. And, you know, again, I'll, I'll point this out. One of the interesting things is I never watched the national broadcasts of, of the Magic's games, especially their home games uh, of the playoffs. So watching, watching those broadcasts back, games three and four, has been a new, is a new experience for me. Everyone on the national television broadcast said this is a really promising young team. They've got some really good young players. Everyone is expecting this kind of growth. But growth does create friction. Things will not be perfect. The team will not be the same. It's impossible for them to be the same. And so, this is a different season. A truly different season. One that the Magic will have to navigate and negotiate very carefully because the margin for error still feels small unless an Aaron Gordon has taken a leap or Jonathan Isaac has taken a leap or a Markel Fultz comes in and is that guy right off the bat. It's a lot of ifs you can see. But ultimately, the Magic's growth depends on this shift, on the team being very similar to what they were last year, but still different and better. And it's going to be a process to get there. It's not guaranteed and it's not promised. Well, it's been a long podcast. It's a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, I, I, I need to go eat. So I'm going to treat myself to the meal that I deserve, and you should too. Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Remember, that's the DoorDash app. Enter promo code Locked On. That's going to do it for me today, though. Uh, like I said, I need to go eat. Uh, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Uh, you can follow me, of course, on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, the Google Play app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Tomorrow, I am going to go over my big takeaways for the 2020 season from re-watching the NBA pl- from the Magic's playoff series against the Toronto Raptors. It's not as painful as, as I thought it would be, but that Raptors team was so, so good. I'll have some of my takeaways from that series uh, as we rehash and get ready for the beginning of training camp on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, 
For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.